Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. So I got something we can talk about. What are we going to talk about? Well, it's your birthday. It It is my birthday. Happy woo, birthday. Woo. Thank you. Thanks. And and we are spending the birthday by doing this podcast because that's fun. Yeah. Though yeah. We, we did celebrate in sort of a traditional way. We went shopping. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so it was kind of cool. Uh, we're, we're talking because it was my birthday about how interesting rituals are. They're, because, you know, it, it's interesting how, uh, you know, the idea with the cake and the blowing out and the fact that we, we celebrate the birthday. There's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah, and expanding off of that, I feel like there's a lot of things that people sort of habitually do, both in their personal lives and for other people. And one of those things is celebrations on holidays and birthdays usually happens the same way every time, sort of across the board for everybody. A few variations, but the big things kind of stay constant. Mm-hmm. What, what would you consider as a ritual? I feel like a ritual is something that you do repeatedly, and it's something that you do because it's something that's, that's comforting. That's the reason why you do it. Something that you look forward to almost. Maybe even something that you do without really thinking about it at all. Yeah, it's interesting you said comforting. Even waking up in the morning, like I know people have a thing they do sometimes. You know, they'll either read their book, they'll have their coffee. They'll, um, so a lot of times people say it's good to talk about what you're grateful for. Where do you think the, the idea of celebrating birthdays came from and all the stuff associated with that? Yeah, I think, you know, long ago people didn't live as long, so it was really exciting that they got to live another year whereas maybe today we live a lot longer but still better than the alternative (laughs) i feel like birthdays are a really good way especially for kids to sort of instill this early sense of self-worth because if you think about it with everything that you celebrate on a birthday you're celebrating a person you're celebrating something as simple as being born and i feel like between the gifts and the praise and just the acknowledgement of getting older and the respect that comes with that. I feel like it's really good, especially early on, just to teach somebody how special they are. Do you think that's a good thing that uh, we, we make people feel special once a year? I mean, it might depend. It might depend on the person. Personally, I'm in favor of it. Do you celebrate your pet's birthdays? I don't necessarily celebrate. I, I know when my dog's birthday is, but... I don't make a huge big deal about it. I I, I treat her the same that I always would. What's Go, your favorite ritual? Uh, in terms of a ritual, whenever I take a shower, I always wash my legs first. And there's no real reason for that. It's a very mundane thing, but it's part of why I do it. Not to get too deep or philosophical, but... I imagine that there's going to be one day, as for all of us, where there's just not going to be, I'm, I'm not going to be around anymore, and I won't do little things, the little rituals that we all have, you know, I won't wake up and eat breakfast, not that I do that anyway, 
you know. No, you're not a breakfast eater. I won't. I won't go out and talk to people or walk my dog or any of that stuff. And so it's sort of comforting to know that uh, just the little things that stay constant every day. They're like the daily rituals, and then they're the celebratory rituals. Well, for me, the daily stuff is is mainly the stuff that really affects you, or in a very small way, other people. The celebratory ones are, I think, the ones that people really look forward to, because those are the ones that you do almost exclusively for other people. If you think about it, a lot of the things we get excited for are, are rituals, like they're either holidays or, you know, um, a lot of people look forward to Christmas because there's so many rituals with Christmas. The, the tree, the lighting, the family, the presents, the songs. This I feel like even songs are just another ritual. It's just a, a, a sound or music you hear every year that you look forward to. Well, yeah, because it's a thing that once Christmas rolls around, especially if you're into celebrating, people say, oh, we got to sing. So let me ask you this. You've told me that, that you'd like to start up a couple of new rituals. What, what in particular do you think you'd like to start doing sort of as a habit? I like birthdays. It's a day about you. Maybe we could have a, a friend's day or something that we make up that uh, is a shared. Because I feel like there are a lot of family events, but maybe there could be more of a friend event. That could be fun. That's a pretty good yeah. idea. You know, they have days for everything now. Like, every every day is a new holiday. They got shoes day, I'm sure. and Yeah, some people... Donut are, day, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, some people will have you believe that, that every single day is its own holiday. Personally, I'm not sure I subscribe to that, but it is a fun idea that you could have things like National Cabbage Day and National Parakeet Day or whatever they say in BuzzFeed or whatever. But making all these days, it shows you how much we like days, how much we like things to look forward to. Well, it's more in the sense that people like celebration. I don't know how much that has to do with like a ritual, because it's such a new, unexplored thing that I don't know if you really could have a ritual associated with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having days for things is kind of like having a, your favorite store be 30% off for 21 day. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back in time a little bit because when you say ritual i don't think of modern times i don't think of the the real application of that word i think about the old mm -hmm. term you know sort of like a right and not right r-i-g-h-t right like r-i-t-e like a ceremony or a, a practice most of it probably dealing with religion. I, I, I suppose so. There are a lot of religious rites. You know, like burial rites have an incredible amount of ritual to do with them. Even still, when it comes to burial rites, ritual is almost the most important part of it. Making sure that every detail is done in the same order, in the right order, with every precaution taken, with every detail accounted for. You know, Egyptian embalming burials mm -hmm. and mummification christian practices and, and burials and the the preserving of of bodies in islam and all of that it's it's very important to people that things are very ritualistically done the same way every time and this was probably so they would go into the afterlife 
in the way they wanted to. They believed that if they did it in the right way, it would help them later on. Exactly. And I think really what that is, even though it was done for the other people, presumably, doing things the same way every time helps you get those details right. And I feel like it really helps with your peace of mind when you do things in a ritualistic kind of way. I just, we just went to a wedding and that's, that has a lot of rituals. It does. I guess even in the modern day, there are some brides that don't want to see the groom <laughs> on the same day before the ceremony. Yeah. I guess. Because God forbid, you know, they saw each other. Yeah, one of them might chicken out. Uh-huh. Maybe that, maybe that was the reason. I'm just joking. I'm sure they care about each other very much. <laughs> it's just a tradition. What do, you, do you like rituals in general? I mean, I guess it's such a big part of everything people do and everything I do that it's hard not to. If you did things, if you did things differently a different way every time, it'd be so hard to wrap your mind around it. It takes so much time and thought to do every little thing if you try to do things a different way every time. Mm-hmm. What if all holidays were just erased from all our memories? Then I, I would have to take solace in my, my little things. You know? Your smaller rituals. Yeah, exactly. What if we got rid of all rituals? What's left? I feel like there are some people that they live such stressful lifestyles that they need something, even something as simple as a routine, to just be the same, to not change, to not have anything go awry during it. And so I feel like if you couldn't do something the same way every time in that same comforting set of steps, I feel like people would just be a lot more stressed out. It could be. I was just at a, a square dancing place, and it was interesting talking with people about, about dancing in general and how the square dancing is, is kind of like a ritual. You know, just knowing the steps to a dance, actually, is the way I should say it, because they don't have to think about or they don't have to just do whatever, they have a certain routine and they can follow it and that it gives them more structure. So I feel like a lot of humanity is built off of structure and that's kind of how we progress. Like rituals kind of help us progress as a society. I got a question for you. You Yo, ready? what? You prepared? No. Well, <laughs> steal yourself because I'm about to ask it. Oh, okay. Let's say you have the power to create a new ritualistic behavior not necessarily like a new holiday but a new thing that everybody just did as an ingrained habit and it could be something small or something big but you can just snap your fingers and now everybody has this thing that they just sort of do and they do it regularly routinely what what is this new ritual that you've imposed on humanity so two things come to mind. <laughs> One is that in Iceland on Christmas Eve, they read books. And I kind of like that, that it's like a cozy time. So kind of like the ritual where, yes, we everyone loves to be kind of cozy and light candles and eat chocolate and read. That's a thing people just like to do maybe after uh, work or something, but maybe make it more more of a, of a ritual that people just do together. Uh, they come together and, you know, maybe not to talk, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be a party. It could be a, a 
cozy time like hey let's let's have a let's have a cozy sesh let's just let's have a, a really nice chill time you know we don't always have to be drinking or talking or you know or we could talk but it's not like we're going hard we're going soft Woohoo! Is that is that? See now, I I you could tell I got a year older. Uh, I just aged myself right there. <laughs> no, I think that's a nice, it's a nice idea. Personally, I think if I could change the way people went about their day or night, I feel like if if I could make my own self-imposed ritual and just put it in everybody's heads, I would make everybody feel compelled to call somebody they know. At least once every two or three days. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I, I miss calling people. Again, aging myself. I don't know if you age yourself when you say that. <laughs> I feel like it's just a normal thing that a lot of people don't do anymore. Where I try to keep, personally, I try to keep in touch with a lot of people that I know. A lot of people that I'm friends with. A lot of people that I wish I could be better friends with. I call, no answer. No call back. No text back, no voicemail, no email, nothing. Only with certain people do they actually respond or, or reach back out at some point if it's not a good time or something. So if I could if I could change the way people think, I'd have everybody have their own sort of compulsion within them, their own new ritual where every couple of days, every two or three days, they call somebody they know and they see how they're doing. So we actually got a surprise for you guys. Big surprise. Yeah. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we have our first guest. Woo! Introducing uh, a friend of ours, also my roommate, Eric Gell. Oh. <laughs> All right. Just so the world knows, I'm not an awful friend. Happy birthday, Christine. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for coming on. All um, right. <laughs> yeah, I just showed up at home and here we are in the studio. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of round you on. But um, yeah, so we're talking about rituals and, you know, we, we know that you have not not a ritual, but like a sort of thing that you like to do a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I have many things that I do over and over again every single day of my life because I'm not the most interesting person. But one of them is riding my bike. It's somewhat of a hobby. I think of it as a lifestyle. Uh, I like to ride bikes. I actually have a bicycle tattooed on my left forearm. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's something that like you kind of stick with, like as like your form of exercise, and also just something you look forward to. And I feel like we're talking about like a lot of holidays or just even things you do every day that you you look forward to and make your life better. Yeah, Eric, I want to see what your opinion on this is. Okay. Because I talked a little bit earlier about how I think that ritualistic things that people do. I think part of the reason why they do them is because it gives them a, a real peace of mind. It's, okay. a, it's a thing that you do in the same way, at the same time. I feel like that's comforting for people. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of people do those sort of things. What do you think about that? For me, riding a bike was a way to get around when I was younger. I have been driving for a long time, but I haven't been legally driving for a long time. So I was never like on the street. Mm-hmm. So if I needed to get somewhere, it was... My dad wasn't driving me places, so he was like, hey, go ride your bike. So I rode my bike everywhere. So it was like, that was one thing, and then it became, it went from a utility to a lifestyle. And, like, I do do it for a, a certain amount of pleasure. I mean, you, you hear people talk about, like, the runner's high, so to speak. You get that, the dopamine release mm-hmm. in your brain that people get when they, like, do drugs or, like, get drunk or, like, have a really good time or whatever. It's almost a euphoria. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think for me it's a it's something that like I need to do like a pro athlete like has to almost has to do it because they're addicted to those endorphins that you get. Um, I do it as more of a mental escape. So I guess you could think about that as a ritualistic thing. It's almost like my religious experience yeah. is riding my bike, which sounds a little bit pathetic, but when you say it out loud, kind of like that. But at the same time, it's very accurate. Like some people find peace going to church or whatever. Mm-hmm. Church is just not for me. So bikes are, are yeah. where it's at. You and I share a guitar. And that That's mm-hmm. like a fun thing that we both do. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I feel like I used to kind of treat it like a ritual where every day after high school I'd play or try to learn a song. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I felt like that was just really exciting and something I would look forward to after school. Um, I kind of lost that now, but it, it was something cool. And I feel like as we go through life, we go through different I guess, cycles of things we're interested in. That That was a good pun. Oh, yeah, there (laughs) it is. (laughs) Also, Eric is is skilled in puns. Mm -hmm. I'm not, but I feel like I'm learning. (laughs) So, Eric, Mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't be the what-if cast if you didn't participate in one of these hypotheticals. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, I've already answered this. I've already given my take on it. Okay. And uh, I can sort of go into what that is in a little bit again, just you know, in case you missed any of that. But mm-hmm. in terms of something like a ritual, something that people just, not like a compulsion, but something that people felt like they had to do mm-hmm. every day, every couple of days. If you had the ability to give everybody in the world a new personal ritual that they would all do, what would you pick for the people? people of the world and people would just do it people would just do it it would just be a thing that they they had to do in the same order the same time they just they felt like they needed to do it two things two things one of them minimal i think everyone should do it anyway because it makes you feel good and it makes the the receiver feel good but i think like once a week you should call somebody and just say hi you know just mm-hmm. talk to them called the other day sorry mm-hmm. if i'm not supposed to say real names on here we can bleep um, it out okay <laughs> we can bleep it out so i called i called uh, our friends the other day yeah, I was like, maybe I should call her. So I called her. And I was thinking, oh, maybe she won't pick up. I'll leave her a message. I'll let her call me. But she picked up. And we only talked for like five minutes. But just felt good to talk to her. I haven't mm-hmm. talked to her in a long time. And that was nice. And I felt like she wasn't expecting me to call her. I didn't feel like I, I she was the person I would have picked out of a crowd. But it was just like what I was feeling in that moment. So I think like once a week, pick your day. Whatever day it is for you. For me, it was Sunday. Just call somebody. Yeah. Five minutes, I ten really minutes. Like that. Funny enough, I said the exact same thing. Weird. My my exact same thing was, I said every two or three days, I would give people the feeling that they they should call somebody they know. Yeah. That they should talk to somebody they hadn't talked to in a little while. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think think even even if it's somebody you haven't talked to in like years, just being, even if you just text them being like, yo, what's good? Everyone likes a call. Yeah. No one, no one doesn't like a call, and then it's, it's oh, someone reached I, out to me. I hit or miss with a call, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are that way, but if it became a ritualistic thing, then you would, you would, almost, in your own subconscious, like, cause if you didn't, if no one was saying, hey, you have to call somebody on Thursday, you know, like if you're just like, oh, it's Thursday, I kind of want to call somebody, right? I feel like if you got that every Thursday, you would almost expect to call every Tuesday or whatever your receiving day was, you know? Yeah, I like um, that. Which is kind of cool. So I think it would just bring up the whole social, I don't know, state of the world. I feel like cool. people think that they're 
it close with people, the fact that they have them on every social media platform and they see what they're doing. Yeah. So people feel like they sort of are in each other's lives and they that's maybe the why we don't call as much. I think if we didn't have those social media platforms, some people would call each other more. Yeah, I, I, I do know some people that I, I've really tried to keep in touch with over the past couple of years. And uh, some of them have made it very clear to me that they don't really like the call. They don't really respond to texts. Their idea of keeping in touch with somebody is an occasional uh, Snapchat post that's sent to a, a bunch of different people. Mm -hmm. And if I read that, then that's me keeping in touch with them. Isn't that sad? It is, and so I haven't kept in touch with that person. So, Eric, you said you had another. Yeah, thing? my my secondary one related to mm. you guessed it, bicycles. Oh, okay. Would be if everybody. I think I think everybody once a week pick your day. It doesn't fucking matter. But oh, can I swear on this podcast? Oh yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah, we're good. Fucking cool, bro. Fuck yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I think everyone should just like ride their bike once a week to work or school like if it's feasible for mm -hmm. you just like ride your bike yeah, somewhere but like everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. literally just like that's <laughs> a utopia in itself but at the same time i've read things that like if you've never ridden a bike before and you expect to go to amsterdam and, and want to ride a bike in amsterdam it would be like trying to go to new york and drive <laughs> i have a story in amsterdam oh nice uh me and this other girl uh shout out you know who you are um, we tried to, uh, go on a tandem bike for some Ooh, reason in, in Amsterdam. Who's in the front? Who's in the front? Oh, she doesn't care. Sophia. Um, so anyway. Oh. Sorry, Sophia. So I was, if you're listening to this, I, I wouldn't trust you on the front either. Well, no, I was much worse on the front. Okay. Okay, I, Sophia, I, I take it back, but still, if it's you and me, I'm on the front. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, we were, we were riding around and we, we were just learning how to do a tandem bike. So we were not that great. And I, I was screaming there and there yeah. were just so many people, no, so many people. Yeah. It is crowded. It's that, that was exactly that right. Way? New York city cars to Amsterdam bikes. I just, I just really want to drive this home for you. You essentially chose to drive the tractor trailer of bikes <laughs> yes. in a place that you've never driven in. a bike or ridden a bike before. You know? It, you know? It, it, like, all props in or to out. you. Like, you got to jump in. Yeah, you jumped we in really with both did. feet. We, yes. It's like putting your pants on two feet at a time. Mm -hmm. There's props, prop, props to it, you. It was hard, yeah. We had a lot to navigate through. Daylight. We literally... You know? We didn't even know where we were going. We and call we those... Know. Yeah. We call those at work. That's a divorce on wheels. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I ride with some people that they're... I know that they'll die happy together because they can ride a tandem together. I'm glad perfectly, I... Perfectly, yeah. but like... Glad I lived. Glad I lived. Very few people can do that, so give you guys mad props. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, just like, maybe not to the... Well, we're not as compact, I guess, as Amsterdam is, you know? So it's like, if we're in New Haven, like, I ride to Brantford. Mm -hmm. I like to say every day, but realistically, three times a week. Yeah. Roads are wide enough. I feel like if everybody just ditched their car one day, the mm -hmm. world would be a little bit healthier. Maybe right. drive throughs would accept bicycles. Yeah. You know? That's a big bummer in my life. Mm -hmm. You know how often I want to go to Dunkin' on my bike and I just can't. <laughs> they just yell at you. Dang, I, that's kind of weird. That yeah, they, New England's and mean. I'm, I'm sure, like, in other countries, you can go on your bike in a drive through Yeah, I mean, right? some places are cool. I don't know. Do they have bike throughs? Is that a thing? Do they exist somewhere? I'm sure. I mean, they have to. Yeah, that's basically just right. take like take out just on a, in a window. Yeah, anywhere. I bet you they have that in Portland. That's a Portland kind of vibe. I bet you know what so. I mean? Yeah, we'll have to go and see. We should go and to, see. I always go, want to go, go to back up to Canada. Anywho. Yeah. Um, I just think that would that would really yeah. uni unify the world. Also, less people would die in bicycle accidents mm -hmm. because cars would be a lot more tolerant, 
if everyone else because like like i said with the phone call thing if your day if it calls to you and your day is to ride your bike to work on for me like a saturday is my wednesday so if your wednesday is your bike day right someone else's bike day might be tuesday Mm. right and there's only so many people that live in an area and there's only seven days a week so you're going to get a lot of bikes at once and that would just force the world to be a lot more tolerant force people to get out and exercise and i just think it would be better and i feel like america is more of a car country but i don't know how how would america change to be more of a bike country infrastructure but everybody resists it. New York City is like putting all this kind of. I totally turned this whole thing to bike, so I'm really sorry. But hey, I, you know, it goes where it goes. New, new, <laughs> new York changed. They put in a lot of bike infrastructure, and that basically is like traffic lights for bikes, mm-hmm. designated bike lanes with a curb on each side, so you're not near traffic. Right. All that stuff, and people just like legitimately resist it. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Fuck you! Like, mm-hmm. fuck your bike! Fuck you! You know, like it doesn't matter." <laughs> What you think you want, cars rule. And that's some bullshit. Yeah. So tolerance, I think, is the first And also, like, just getting people excited about the bikes. Yeah. Honestly, like, you want to fly without flying? Ride a fucking bike. Yeah. That's that's it. You're basically flying. You know? Yeah, you know, I think when it comes to people and their their sort of day-to-day things that they do, habits and the little compulsions and all those little things like that, I feel like it's, it's, it's good for you to have those in a way. I feel like it helps you sort of take a deep breath during every day or every couple of days or whenever you do it. And, you know, sometimes it's good to branch out. It's good to find a new thing that you can do, mm-hmm. a new way that you can sort of spend your time the same way a little bit every time. It might be good for you. Just like listening to this podcast, uh, I know I'm thinking about what new ritual could I incorporate that makes me excited, makes me calm. And Eric... It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. Always. It's hard not to be a guest when you're in the living room. I did enjoy this way more than I thought I was going to. I'm glad. I'm very calm. Yeah, and hey, this doesn't have to be the last time, man. Hey, I'd love to be on again, so. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to episode five of the what if cast with christine and justin it's been a blast so far we love hearing suggestions thank you for all your support all right right. thanks guys peace out yeah take it easy until the next one pleasure to meet you